All right. I just accidentally closed the outline. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's going to be a great show. Starting off now. <laughs> Are we good? Must be. Yeah, I think oh. so. There I see. All it. right. In this episode of the Red Eye Report, we discussed. We discussed. We discuss trauma. We deliver bald-faced lies with impressive wit. And as usual, we grab them all by the pussy. With me this week is the All-Seeing Oracle. Oracle has been traumatized and has done his fair share of traumatizing. Dogs, cats, Indian children. Nothing is off-limit to his debaucherous tendencies. We've also got a soot-covered ashtray. The only thing Astray traumatizes are the other dancers who have the misfortune of being female in his presence. <laughs> Next to him is... Allegedly. <laughs> full, ri- full written retraction. Next to him is the fluffy teddy bear. White folk. That's all Teddy aspires to traumatize. Fucking white folk. Boom. Last and least, I'm the mystic. After eating a lot of chicken wings one lunch, I traumatized an entire classroom of nine-year-olds by farting so loud it shattered the fucking windows. And this is the Red Eye Report. It's impressive. Those poor fucking kids. Yeah. yeah poor right. bastards. Shattered their larynx. Just the <clears throat> gas is expanding so rapidly. So, so this, I, I I got this idea from watching, uh, oh, oh, wait, sorry. We got a, we got a, the, uh, Pause for the cause oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it is Arturo, the uh, mangy muskrat. Yeah. He um, he had another little known PBS show called Arturo the Muskrat. Uh, just like what was that Arthur the Aardvark? Yeah. Um, but he bit a fucking five year old that was getting mouthy. So now he's at the Dane <laughs> yeah. County Humane Society, and there are no kill shelters, so they got to keep him around. He's right. kind of an asshole. Yeah, right. it's not on record, but everyone who was there at the incident said, "You know what? That fucking five-year-old had it coming." Yeah, yeah, he had it coming. <laughs> yeah, Tony violence. That I mean, five-year-old had it coming. They really, th- they they thought they had something there. They were like, "Oh man, this Arturo the the mangy muskrat. That's got a real ring yeah. to it." But it just mm-hmm. didn't resonate with the right. No, you, it, you pet him; it feels like you're petting a dirty broom. Like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, smells like a wet dog. Maybe, comes. maybe with yeah. '80s kids that would have gone over, but now with these new, the new generation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. 80s kids I mean, they had fucking garbage pail. Yeah, I was just gonna say that they would have collected fucking trading cards for that right. shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I got this idea by watching the documentary Chowchilla. It is the wildest kidnapping story I've ever heard in my life. Right? Okay. And it morphed into uh, trauma, like just disassociative disorder. Like kind of, I want to, I kind of want to focus on uh, how fucked up kids get when they're traumatized. Like adults. Okay. War veterans have PTSD or people that get abused as an adult, right? Because your brain can't cope with it. So you have post-traumatic stress disorder. Basically, post-traumatic stress disorder in anyone under six, they think because their imagination is so vibrant at that time, they just create alternate personalities that take the brunt of the abuse, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So this one woman that we'll get to, she has 2,500 confirmed personalities. Holy fuck. Her, her dad violently, sexually, and emotionally abused the shit out of her for like a decade. Um, From like age four till 14, I think it was, or 13 or something like that. Um, Like every night, basically. He would molest her, beat her, do whatever make her do his taxes testified Uh, we'll get to it i don't want to i don't want to talk about that too much but we'll start with the chow chilla children in 1976 it was uh 26 kids and their bus driver were kidnapped so basically gunmen three gunmen uh pulled vans in front there was a van in front and behind the bus at like some stop they just fucking pulled up pulled out their shotguns uh and fucking got onto the bus and told the kids all to get off they took 
two separate vans. The kids all got into uh, two of the, you know, one of the two vans and they basically drove them to this fucking, what the kids thought was like a tent, right? They drove them to this gigantic tent. I think like a circus tent and they let them out one by one. They ask them their names, write it all down. And then they make them go into this hole. Now this hole is like in the ground, like a hole. Yeah. Like it's dug into the ground as a fucking ladder going down into this hole. Right. And, and it turns out it's you a, it's a car. Mind. It's a U-Haul cargo container. What? Jesus Christ. Who the fuck <laughs> are these people? Yeah, so I might have heard about this. It's got water. It's got a little bit of food. It's got fucking uh, mattresses and shit. Black, blah, 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 blah. Right? They're given flashlights and shit, and they seal this motherfucker up once all the kids and the driver are in it. So, and then, like, there's nothing, right? They got fans going on for the exhaust, for, like, air and shit. So the kids, after a while... They're, they're in this thing. I don't want to get too far into it, uh, like, you know, the specifics of it, but they're in this thing for 26 hours total, right? They eventually figured out a way to get out of it. Um, it's by rigging some fucking thing. This They had a 14-year-old kid who was like him and the fucking bus driver. All the rest of them were like nine and under, right? Now, him and the bus driver like got him out. So it turns out that the son and these two guys of this really rich family, and this took place in California, Chowchilla, California. Uh, so it's like around San Francisco. Now this really rich fucking family that lives in San Francisco, their son is just a fucking crazy brat lunatic fucking devised this plan to kidnap all these kids and then call in ransom for $3 million. I think is 6 million or something like that, that he wanted for, from the California government. And he would tell them where they were. You know what I mean? He didn't want to hurt the kids or anything, right? Yeah. That's what they all say. <clears throat> I didn't want to hurt them. So, but what he didn't think about was that this is 1976. Uh, and there's only a finite amount of um, phone lines, right? So as soon as the government and all these people heard that 26 kids were kidnapped, all these reporters from San Francisco and all these cops and shit descended on this tiny little town. <laughs> so when they went home to call in the ransom, they couldn't get through. Huh? It was just busy <laughs> phone lines. The phone lines are so, so busy from so the they're uh, like, reporters and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, all right, fuck it. We'll go to sleep and do it in the morning. Well, by that time, the kids had gotten out and found and they found them shit. Right. So these guys got caught super easy. Like, they, they left so many fucking breadcrumbs. They were just morons. It's a really good documentary. How old right? were they at the time? The, the criminals or the guy? Or the plot 20 something, early 20s. Okay. Um, but basically, the, the, the documentary, I mean, it tells the story. But then it tells the story of what happened to the kids afterwards. Like, think about being eight years old. <laughs> and you're forced into this hole. And at one time while they're in there, it almost collapsed. Like the way they had it rigged, they had so much fucking dirt and weight on the top of it. Yeah, that like part of it almost fucking collapsed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, th you think you're gonna die. Like even the bus driver was like, he was dead. But like <clears throat> some of the kids were like, yeah, he he just kind of looked like he gave up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and when the adult gives up, like that's you fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. What do you do like yeah. like three of the kids ended up killing themselves eventually Jesus. later on because they had Damn. such crippling depression and actually that case changed the way that child psychology was perceived like that's it it really helped the the dissociative disorder that they know about now to really come to light because some of these kids developed it you know what i mean they they created personalities that took care of them while they were in this trauma was going on because they relived it in their heads and shit. Hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll move on from that. That's the chow chilla kids. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of chinchillas, the chinchilla kids. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so we're going to talk about this woman, 2,500 personalities to survive. And I love this quote. She says, I walked into court. I sat down. I made the oath. And then a few hours later, I got back into my body and walked out. That's fucking crazy. Dude. Like, it's got to be so fucking weird. To, I've like, heard of uh, what I call alters. You know, like, yeah, that's, that's another way they, yeah, they talk about the, her alters. Um, but it, this was the first of its kind in 2019 in Australia, because that's where it took place uh, in 1974. Her dad started abusing her when she was four. Um, and oh man, if you open that link to the BBC one, mm-hmm. check out what that dude's fucking what he looks like. Like that dude, yeah, looks gigantic, chode, right? You just oh, oh my god, uh, what? right? He's like um, a Samoan Jared. <laughs> 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 so so yeah basically he no would, offense to our Samoan listeners he would fucking beat her molest her blah 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 do whatever and if he and he told her that if she ever told that he would kill her brother and her mom and all this shit right like he was just a fucking psychopath um but she, they actually allowed her to testify as alternate per six different personalities testified and the, and the thing is, is that they all remember very vividly different aspects. So like when you're that young and that small, like your brain, like I said, it, it's your fucking imagination is so vibrant. You don't really know the difference between reality and what you're fucking creating. So like they created these people, like one of them was named Samantha or not Samantha, Saf Symphony. Like that was the girl who took the brunt of the abuse. Hmm. Um. So basically, and it, it, they have video oh, of it, like when they're interviewing her, like she'll like freeze and like get caught up on a question, like the actual woman, and then she'll like kind of twitch, <laughs> like she'll be like, "Oh, uh, Katie is having trouble answering this symphony. Um, this is symphony. I'm going to answer it." And like sh- it's fucking crazy, dude. Like her yeah. mind is fucked. Makes you think, is it just like a fact like they just have multiple egos, like the personality, you know, it's just like, oh, does it just kind of switch into this whole different ego yeah, set? Basically, it is. There's a like, a, what is it? Um, She has, like I said, 2,500 that they've different voices, opinions and attitudes. So um, where the fuck? I can't find the goddamn thing. Anyway, the dude, the dad got sentenced to fucking, he was like 70 something when he went to prison. Cause this was years later, 2019 is when he went to prison. Um, and this took place in the seventies to 1984, 74 to 84. So he was already like 70 some years old. So he's going to die in prison. Um, but yeah, she had like one, uh, where was it? Oh, yeah. Muscles. A burly 18-year-old strongman would have given evidence of physical abuse, while Linda, an elegant young woman, would have testified on the impact of Jenny's schooling and relationships. Like, they fucking all have different memories of her life. Hmm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's, some hmm. of them aren't even aware that the other ones exist, which is fucking crazy. Like, yeah. some yeah. think... You know, the skeptic in me is like, this is absolute bullshit. But <laughs> He's faking. There's, there's no fucking way you could fake something like that. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? to keep it straight. Yeah, and also how like much as much as like we all try to agree on what reality is because of our con- like we all share like yes, this fucking table's red. Um, like right. you can never really know what the fuck is going on in someone's noggin. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, so we're going to talk some more about the actual, um, personality thing. I can't think of the fucking name. Disassociative identity disorder or DID. So that is basically like, like I was saying, it's, they fucking, your brain creates, um, 
alternate personalities to take on the abuse. Uh, no. History. There it is. So the first guy they think to ever have it, because it's it is very um, close to schizophrenia, I guess. Mm. Schizophrenia, you don't have other personalities. You have voices that talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's something different, but it's a lot. Even in like mainstream media, it gets mixed up with personality disorder as schizophrenia. You know, like like that's fucking. But so back in the early or late 1800s, there was a dude, um, Louis Vivette. So he he had a traumatic experience as a 17 year old when he encountered a viper. I'm assuming the snake, not the car. Not the car, <laughs> not a time machine Dodge Viper, Viper car. 1999. Uh, so he Real was... Neil he had three different personalities. Um, and they still don't know if he... like. I kind of think all these dudes back in the day, like before they had a, a way to video tape these things might have been faking you know what i'm saying maybe um, i mean but what about they, like yeah, you know like these cases of like possessed people or yeah. shit like that like a lot of that yeah. could have been bullshit but maybe maybe some of this was going on too well, and kind of like if you were to if you were to see God come down and talk to you, you know that if you were trying to explain it to anyone, they'd think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. So, um, one of the first major ones to be uh, people to be diagnosed and studied was Clara Norton Fowler. Uh, her pseudonym was Christine Beauchamp. So, um, an American neurologist named Morton Prince studied her from 1898 to 1904. Uh, it's many. What the fuck is her? It's. Uh, yeah, he wrote a book, a 1906 book called Disassociation of a Personality, I guess. And that was like the first time that anybody had really diagnosed it as this, as creating alternate personalities. You know what I mean? And just think about how crazy that probably sounded to the entire psychiatric or psychological community. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? No, dude, you're just, you're just a fucking crazy motherfucker. Um, so starting in about 1927, there was a large increase in the number of reported cases of schizophrenia, um, which was matched by an equally large decrease in the number of multiple personality reports. So basically when schizophrenia was, um, discovered, I guess, or termed in 1910, people were just saying, you know, these, these people that had dissociative disorder, this, this alternate personalities, they would just call them schizophrenic and stick them in a fucking loony bin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So from like twenties, the twenties until like literally like the seventies, they didn't really study it. Um, one of them they did, though, I guess in 1957, there was the three faces of Eve uh, was done by a few different psychiatrists. Um, but in a movie was actually made called the same name, three faces of Eve. Um, <clears throat> so they basically like, though, that was the one she had three different personalities and they claim to have uh, fixed her. Right. Like they claim to have associate reassociated those personalities together <laughs> but then like during the 70s like uh, the human centipede yeah during the <laughs> 70s uh their their work was basically fucking like torn apart like it was just shit work you know what i'm saying like they didn't heal anybody they were just fucking <laughs> if it would have been contemporary times ashtray would have i'll date her <laughs> oh, yeah, right? yeah it sounds like <laughs> real <laughs> Uh, Real right? steady Astrid girl. Did. Right? Uh, There's right, all yeah, kinds of crazy. <laughs> tell you what. I mean, it really fucking yeah, so, sucks for these 
these people, it, it's easy to laugh about, but Jesus Christ, like to have that going on in your, to that degree, I mean, a completely tortured person. I wonder, um, like World War One, um, you know, because you said 1910, um, they had schizophrenia, and then 1920, they started doing the disassociative I think stuff. 27. And I just wonder, I wonder if people were affected by World War One by these things at all. Because I mean, I bet there is a lot of trauma going on there. Yeah. Right. And then their trenches. So, and, and another thing too, a reason that this wasn't studied a lot, um, and and it makes sense because people automatically associate multiple personalities or anything to do with mental illness as violent. And if you think about it, they've the public widely in the back in the twenties and up to the fifties uh, were exposed to psychological ideas from like Frankenstein, the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or anything from Edgar Allan Poe type of that. You know what I mean? Like fucking, if you're fucked up in the head, you're going to violently murder people with a pendulum shit. Mm. So like, <laughs> so they didn't really study, you know what I mean? They just pass these people yeah. off as schizophrenic and fucking called it a day. But in 1974, there was a book called Sybil. You guys ever heard? I, yeah. Of that? It was I, also made into a mini series. Yeah. We um, watched that uh, in school, I think. All right. <clears throat> yeah, it was it's the biggest, the most widely uh studied case of multiple personality disorder. Um I don't know what it you know <laughs> what came about of it, and that's that's not really we're not we're not getting into that. But uh yeah, since then though, they have studied it a lot more and and, and they're figuring out that it, it is quite different than um uh, schizophrenia and i'm glad those people are getting fucking help i guess huh yeah yeah Yeah. so anyway good for them um, nowadays we're gonna talk just about quickly about pop culture but uh like we got movies like me myself and irene um great movie movie, yeah which actually (laughs) it states here it also incorrectly states that did is schizophrenia which a lot of people, that's why, you know, even to this day, or thousand or whatever that was when that was made, it's still just fucking lumped together. It's kind of like weed being lumped in with fucking heroin. Like, they're the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um. So, Fight Club, another one about with fucking multiple personalities, Secret <laughs> Window. Oh, yeah. Um, the United States of Terra. I've never seen that show. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't know that Roseanne Barr claims she has multiple personalities because she was abused. Hmm. Um, I don't really care, I guess, because she's a cunt. But. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they offering her another? Uh, doesn't she have another TV show coming out on like ABC? Has she been uncanceled enough? She really? I, yeah, I think maybe she's been uncanceled. I bet, or like they could do it where it's like it's only a quarter of what they paid her for the to actually bring her back for the Roseanne series. And then they had to like snuff her out. Um, but she's like, I'll take anything. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, the, uh, Herschel Walker has actually, he actually wrote a book called breaking free my life with disassociative identity disorder. Uh, and I'm calling bullshit on that. Cause Herschel Walker is <laughs> just a crazy black man. Does he think he's just a white fucking, just a white Southerner? Like a plantation owner or something? Is that his other personality? Probably. Anyway. Um, there was a there was a movie where I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was a little horror picture where all these people were trying to kill each other. It turns out it was a guy who had a dissociative uh, shit, and the psychiatrist had put him under to have them fight for you know supremacy and shit. Oh really? Yeah, I can't remember the name of. It. I got to look it up for you. Oh, I think I remember that. They were all stuck in their hotel, a motel, and they couldn't yeah, leave. Yeah, in that motel. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I do remember that. Um, Psycho. That's that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, the one where he, you know, he took on his mother's personality. Yeah. So, 
and uh, this one, I, I, I'd like to study this project MK Ultra further. We've have we done a, sto- a show on that? No, I think no. we've we've talked about yeah. MK Ultra in certain things. Like that was like mind control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, so like I'm sure in his book, uh, the CIA doctors. Human rights violations by American psychiatrists. This this psychiatrist uh, states that based on documents obtained through freedom of information legislation, a psychiatrist linked to Project MK Ultra reported being able to deliberately induce disassociative identity disorder using a variety of aversive or abusive techniques, basically creating a Manchurian candidate for military purposes. Oh. Like somebody that could um, take out the supposed assassin of JFK. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild, the connections right. between MK Ultra and um, shit. I, it's insane, all the... Uh, there's a podcast about um, that came out recently, uh, Who Killed JFK? And just the connections between the CIA um, and Lee Harvey Oswald, which they claim there's there's no connection. But anyway, this MK Ultra guy visited uh, Jack Ruby and was involved with that. And I, I think, really? yeah, and actually there's a connection with Oswald like prior to all of this going down. Like, it's fucking wacko. Like, Either everybody was a CIA like informant or agent back then, or there were a lot of people um, connected to that program and other CIA shit that were mixed in with that. But anyway, uh. I, I digress. Huh. All right, the movie Split. You remember that? Oh yeah, that was a I great movie. I've never seen that. That's a good yeah. movie. How many did and, he have? Uh, did he have like oh, I don't even know. four or something like that? I don't yeah. remember. I think there was a lot. I know there was, was like a little shit. girl. Mm-hmm. So I guess Marvel Comics, Moon Knight. I've never seen. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. The he's TV got, show. Yeah, he, the character has three personalities. One's a hitman. Uh, one's a, who works the museum architect kind of guy. And there's a third one. I can't remember. <laughs> but one of them's got like a French accent or something. One's got like a New York accent. It's fucking. <laughs> yeah. Word. If you, if you like, if you like the Loki show, you should check out the, the, uh, Moon the Moon Knight show. Yeah. Uh, uh, Isaac. Is it was Isaac. Uh, Isaac Oscar something? Isaac. Oscar, yeah. yeah. Oscar Isaac plays him. So pretty good. Word. All right. Yeah. That's our study on that. Uh, anybody have any? You ever know anybody with that shit? <clears throat> yeah, um, of course you have. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> of course. And like, fuck I don't know him well enough, but like, apparently, you know, it's like, apparently, I talked to one of the alters for a little bit, um, and I guess you could just tell that, like the the way they talked and um, their uh, like vernacular and everything is just totally different um but like not close enough to where uh i could really say like other than she's like well yeah sounded like a different person talking Hmm. how the fuck am i to know yeah i guess um was it like a party trick or something well (laughs) i could yeah i want to uh it as a party trick and also this was like Oh yeah, like this altar doesn't like to normally come out and talk to strangers. So it was kind of like, oh, I like yeah. I knew that this altar was there, but also like I never encountered the altar. You know, this is just an acquaintance, but you know, yeah. after a while, all of a sudden, there was this instance where it's just like, oh yeah, they talk just like a totally different person, like a younger child, and uh, it was kind of like, oh, I guess that was the altar. Hmm. Weird. You know, it's like. You, you gotta take people for their words yeah. these days, you know? It's like, if I could go straight to shit on their uh, altar, um, and their altar might come stab you in the middle of the night. Um, the, the Roseanne bar thing about them, her getting a bunch of money from the networks, that's complete bullshit. 
She's got Is some. It? Yeah, she's got some anti woke show on X. That's she's gonna What's be on X. Twitter? Like a, yeah, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Yeah, that's funded by Elon Musk. Yeah, it's one of those fucking oh, projects. Oh. So. Why didn't we? Why didn't we call the muskrat Elon? Oh fuck! God, missed why opportunity. Why did we miss that? Elon. Because that's not his name. He's a real muskrat. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Anyway, moving on to the what sexy section of the show. This is where we tell you what's sexy, and you will listen because we like titties. Oracle, traveling baby. Went flying with the baby with the potato um, this past week, and yeah, I was got these little earmuff things because I thought the plane was gonna be you know a little too loud, a little too intense. Yeah, get to the airport. Kid is in the stroller having a good old time. Um, we strap the strap them on with our little carrier thing when we go on the plane and he wasn't bothered at all by this like taking off pressure all that shit yeah didn't seem to care at all uh, one bit everybody even baked potato yeah everybody was just like oh my god it's oh so you got such oh, a great baby they love your baby because like they're used to babies being fucking yeah, little being bitches oh yeah Especially yeah. the people who fly all the time. Yeah, it was kind of so funny. I'm sure they're like, want to fawn. Right. Well, it was kind of funny, too, like, we're <laughs> over, because we were out in Massachusetts, and he he's big. He's he's in the 99th he's percentile. A, he's a chonker. Yeah. And you almost can't fit him in the carrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where you put the baby right up here. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. closed it so they could see. Right. And uh, we're going through security or whatever, and then some guy with a Boston accent, he's just like, well, he hasn't been missing any meals. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's right, buddy. Yeah, get it in while you can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, did a fantastic job. That opens up a lot of... Yeah, now we know that we can travel or whatever, so that's on the table. Um, so that's good. I was very happy with how that went down. Well, he hasn't started teething yet. That's true. You know? he, he could yeah. turn out to be a complete <laughs> asshole. But this time was good. <clears throat> All right. Oh, just just wait for the pants face, the pants to eat. Like, why, why are you always out of your pants now? What's, what's going on? Where where are your right? pants? Where did the pants go? You got to find like what fucking chair they were put under. All right, Teddy, Prince of Persia, lost crown. Uh, this is my what sexy body body being announced and coming out uh, a while back. <clears throat> I actually have the game now. I've been playing it. Uh, I love Metroidvanias. Uh, this little two D uh, side scrolling uh, type frantic shit. I got a video in there. This is about the, but like uh, they they say these are, are five of the yeah five of the hardest stages. Uh, five of the hardest like a. Uh, sections in the game i've done the first one uh, it took me a while to do i haven't gotten to the second one, the, the the other ones yet um yeah, the game is challenging it's fun uh it's twitchy uh downside is i had to uh on my they make you use the analog controller to to, to control Ain't the guy bitch and i don't i don't like this I, not, i don't like being i'm not that precise with it i like the old school uh, uh directional pad so i did have to Re rethink my me uh reconfigure my controller to play that way, uh, but if you love if you love these types of two uh, D uh, Metroidvania games. games, no, it's Metroidvania. Oh shit, I wasn't listening. <clears throat> of course you weren't. <laughs> it's got really cool looking graphics. Yeah, it's a uh... yeah, it's good. But check it out. They keep making so many games. Word. All right. Ashtray. Everse 8. Uh, yeah. So, pull that uh, <coughs> video up. My, uh, for my birthday, my dad showed up and he's got, brought me this gift. And it was like, this is the, you know, next generation of your uh, meat raffle. So, I got this big motherfucking Yorkville that I have to get on a stool and um, have someone help hand it up to me so I can hoist it up on top of the video slot machine. And 
this guy, though, it has like a full like lithium ion battery in it. Um, has three channels in, like two XLRs and um, and then one that is a just a regular headphone jack auxiliary. And it also has like full Bluetooth connection with your phone. So while it's up there on the fucking uh, video poker machine, I can with my phone app adjust the levels. Hmm. Instead of having to go, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta get on the stool, like tweak the. Now, mind you, the Orkville um, is still like King Kong balls. Um, I can barely turn it over two. Um, with my microphone before I'm just like, <laughs> so it might but be a this, little overkill for. <laughs> that, so the York was kind of, yeah, I guess it's been overkill, but at the same time, it, it was, it was my one mono like PA system. Right. Um, and, uh, this little guy, yeah, it's Bluetooth, uh, capable, has its own battery source, uh, in it and takes like three input channels. So, yeah, especially if you're some uh, drummer hippie out there who's, you know, just needs one little amp uh, to twiddle away on the uh, corner with your busket. Check that out. Word. All right, I'm going to talk about a Halo. A Halo, 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 Halo. I didn't watch this TV show because of people like Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, he doesn't follow the, the game. <laughs> um, but fuck those people, because they did a good job with this. I think now the CG makes it look like a video game, and I don't know if they meant to do that they or it's just the they're cheaping out. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm. But it, but there's parts where it does really feel like a video game, and it's cool as shit. Like where you're fucking in the first person in his fucking helmet, just murking these fucking aliens and shit. Um, oh, so they do some first person shots? Yeah, not a lot, just okay. a couple. I think that's such a fucking circle jerk. Like, yeah, this is what. No, Remember that Doom yeah, movie? They, don't, they, they use it sparingly. It isn't like Doom where it's fucking. <laughs> yeah that bullshit the guy who plays him has been in uh orange is the new black uh he was in the wire season two but he's good i like it i mean it's not gonna win any fucking awards but <laughs> uh, are you in season uh, have you seen season one and two or just just season one i haven't started two yet okay there's, there's only like two episodes out of that they uh, apparently season two got better reviews <clears throat> uh season one uh, I, I do want to watch the show, but I don't have Paramount. So, isn't it hard to watch season two without watching season one? No, they they say they say kind of season two is kind of like a a whole different uh, uh, kind of like a soft reboot. Oh. Uh, I don't I don't know where the first one takes place at, uh, but the second but the second season it's uh it's on Reach, <clears throat> which is one of the first which is one of the first big planets to fall. So, yeah, yeah it's the first season basically is leading up to. The uh, oh, the fall of reach. The fuck, the, yeah, basically the fall of reach. But uh, anyway, yeah, check it out if you're so inclined. If not, fuck yourself. All right, moving on. Fuck what you think. Oracle, <coughs> American and United Partnership to fuck you in the ass. Yeah, mm, that sounds that sounds nice. Yeah. So um, back to the flying. We got this lovely baby with us that's doing a wonderful job. And we get on the plane in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is a small airport, never flown out of there before. Go through, there's like hardly any security or anything. Yeah. It's easy there's as like fuck. like five people. Right. It's really easy. Oh, this is great. Uh, and we get on the plane to go to Chicago because a lot of flights out of there have connecting flights. They go, they hop over to the big guys and then you take that to where you're going. So we're on the plane and we're sitting there waiting to take off and just waiting. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, um, ladies and gentlemen, 
We're sorry to inform you that the paperwork hasn't been filled out for this airplane. Uh, we're waiting for a mechanic. We're going to have to deplane. Oh, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. So get off the plane. Waiting, 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 waiting. Mechanic never fucking shows up. They're like, <laughs> oh, we're sorry. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to uh, actually pull that plane out of position and then bring another plane up. We're going to have to take another plane. Oh, great. Well, by this point, everybody's missed their fucking connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. been like hours, right? Yeah. So we get to Chicago, and it's like, okay, well. Um, Good luck. Yeah, well, we we talked to the gate because where we were going, uh, they didn't have any more flights. So it was like, you stay in Chicago overnight so you can get on another plane with American... Or they're like, oh, they're, uh, United has a flight there. So they get us on United. Hey, um, it, what about the bag? Oh, w- don't worry. Your bag's going to follow you to your destination. Okay, yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> we, we go to the United thing. We finally get out there at midnight. It's fucking train wreck. Of course the bag isn't there. I knew the bag wasn't going to be there. I was like, okay. So I, I talked to... The um the people because they have like little offices by the baggage claim, and there's the United pe- office has like three people in line and a woman that's in she's in there she's like oh this happens all the time don't worry I actually got air tags for my bag so I could tell them where my bags are <laughs> yeah I go into the American office because I'm like okay hey this is a bit of a weird situation can you tell me what's up with this bag he's like okay yep uh, I see it it's coming at uh, 1242 uh, go make a claim with United and then I'm going to take this bag from here over to there and then they can deliver it to you alright so I talk to United, I make that claim, and they're like, okay, yep, uh, When this, we will have this uh, shipped out to you tomorrow to my in-law's address, which was like an hour away. Well, guess what? The next fucking day, no bag, nobody seems to know where anything is. I try to call the airport, I end up getting the Connecticut State Police, um... And it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? This is some bullshit. I go to get into the car because I was like, you know what? I bet that bag is sitting 75 feet away from the United. They never took it down there, which is exactly what the problem was. But anyway... I go to get in the car. I'm going to drive over there. And then my wife's like, oh, wait, wait. They they called. It's American. And they're on the phone. They're just like, oh, we had to look. We had to hack the system. We had to figure out, like, right. We had, I, I've we done, right. I have, I've done such incredible uh, detective work to get this number. Um, and I'm calling you and we can ship it. And I'm, I'm telling my wife, I was like, no. I'm going to go get that fucking bag. This is not getting fucked up anymore. Yeah. And um, the, I get there. The bag is sitting right outside the American office, just like I thought it was, right down the hallway. And they couldn't seem to, you know, find this huge find blue fucking duffel bag with a red strap, which has a card with the phone number on it. What kind of fucking detective work is that? <laughs> Call the number on the bag, on the tag, you fucking retard. I go up there. I'm like, hey, that's my bag. She's like, okay, great. Didn't have to show my ID or anything. I grabbed it. <laughs> Didn't even show your no, ID. I grabbed really? it. Like this ten, guy bitched so yeah, much, it's got to be his. Ten oh. seconds. And I had it. I took it out, and it was in the car. And, and it's those, just and like those three bags are mine too. Yeah. And then you went in and, and you and found out that they there. stole your flashlight. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was such a fucking They would have shot Teddy. <laughs> oh yeah. We got a situation here. We Press got a fucking bag. terrorist. Ah, ah. Oh shit. I just, I just want my weed, man. Just give me my weed. <laughs> yeah. Keep the bag. I, it was just such a clusterfuck. Um but whatever. I mean in the grand scheme of things, 
It, it sucks way more, though, when you have a baby because his shit, like his pajamas, oh, his sleeps, yeah, it's in that bag. Yeah, we've got some diapers and stuff with us, but we don't have all the all the good stuff, all the amenities for the baby. Yep. So, yeah, go fuck yourself, airlines. <laughs> right in the air. Ashray? Um, yeah. I guess uh, all I got to bitch about is uh, to be continued drama in Ashtray's life. God damn it. I didn't want to hear this fucking story. Come on. I'm not going to tell you yet. Oh, we don't don't get a hint? Come on. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This one is, uh, yeah, involves uh, local venues of uh, Ashtray's partaking and uh, um, is an absurd. Uh, Twilight Zone kind of fucking high school rumor mill story. So, hopefully soon I can uh, dish. Word. Alright, Teddy. Dad's old truck of death. <clears throat> okay, so I'll put a picture in the in the uh, the chat there. Um... That truck? Uh, yeah, that truck, yes. Yeah, that truck. Um, Look at it. Look so at that truck. So this truck, my father, my father's had this truck for for fucking years. Um, he lives in a place where you, where you know, we uh you can't trash doesn't pick it up. You have to take the trash there. Uh, so so we put in the truck and take the trash there. I was hoping helping, helping him with that today. We get in the truck. We're we're just joking around, talking like we usually do. <clears throat> and we start for one of the streets on a hill, and then it goes down, and there's another big long hill with a sweeping turn. It's pretty fun if you if you're not in danger of dying. This guy, we get out the driveway and the, and the the car just start the truck just starts shaking and I'm like what the fuck's going on? And he's like oh man the tire the tire's bad I got a got a bad tire ride <laughs> tire, bad, tire, bad in or out of tire ride ball joint's bad like this everything's fucking bad I'm like this tire's gonna fall off and like hit somebody's <laughs> minivan or some shit. And we're, yeah. and, we're, and we're going down this hill. And I'm like, we're floating. And it's like, the faster you go, the more stable it is. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And it's such, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, funny. yeah. And then he's like, he was like, well, tire's not the problem. Tire, the problem is the brakes. And I'm like, excuse oh me. Oh my god. I'm like, I was like, the brakes. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, the uh, the fucking master cylinder, or whatever, whatever fuck it is, is going out. It's just bad, or whatever. Oh and yeah. Like, fuck? And I'm uh. like. And I'm like, well, we're speeding down this hill. You might want to start breaking now, Dad. I'm like, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, what is wrong with you? I got to drop it down to low fucking, gear. Put me in this truck of death. I'm like, holy oh, shit. We're just driving. Funny. Shaking. I'm like, anytime this woke up, pop off. I'm just, I'm just like, oh, my, I'm just glad I'm in a truck. <laughs> an old metal truck. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm, I'm just clowning him the whole time. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't, I don't have time to work in my cars. And I'm like, okay, he said, I don't have space. I'm like, you got two garages. He's got a garage over here and a garage over here. And I'm like, dude, you got enough space. <laughs> I'm like, it was. I'm just like, yeah, that, yeah, I'm not getting back in the truck. He shouldn't get back in the truck. That's <laughs> funny. It doesn't look that bad on the outside. Oh, it looks. It's. It's. it's, it's uh, this thing has almost five hundred thousand miles on it. Five hundred thousand miles. I think it's got like it's like four, shit. like four seventy. I think it is. And he, he's had it for. He's had it for years, and I get it, you know. But wow, but I mean, fix that fucking wheel, bro. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm finna fucking I'm finna get an accident with my dad. We gonna get put over a good good ass neighborhood. We both finna go to jail because this this motherfucker dressed like a ho like a hobo and fucking. All right, now we're gonna move on to me. I'm gonna talk about personal space. So this actually happened. This guy who I just he has no fucking social. Like, he doesn't understand things socially, I don't think. Like, I'm sitting there playing chess, right? And I I fucking... I work in the corner. Like, I'm literally in the corner of the newsroom, right? There's nobody behind me. Or in the only people that sit next, there's one seat, two seats next to me on the left. Okay, so they got to they make an effort to come see you. Yes. And I'm, like, <laughs> playing chess, like, on my break on my phone and he comes over and goes, Oh, you're playing chess. I was like, yeah. And then just proceeds to <laughs> yeah. talk to me. <laughs> right? Like, what do you need? 
the most yeah. to play chess and it's concentration. Right. Yeah. I can't have a conversation with you and fucking play a game of chess. And I don't understand how I, I couldn't have been any ruder. <laughs> and he literally just kept talking to me. And I was just like, God damn it, dude. So after about like three minutes, I literally, I resigned the fucking chess game. I closed my phone and just put my headphones on and said, I got to go to work. <laughs> and he walked away. Cause like, I don't know what else, what, else, what am I supposed to say? Right. I've done, you know what I mean? Other than, other than blowing up and punching him in his dick. I don't know what I, <laughs> what, what I need to do to fucking convey to you that I don't want to talk. Right. Holy fuck. Man. Yeah. Just, personal space bro so does he do this to other people at work too oh yeah all the time all the time like somebody will be fucking working and you know you got pretty firm deadlines when you're in the news business yeah Mm -hmm. right it goes on at a certain time so like somebody will be busting ass to get their shit in like one of the sports guys and he's just literally talking to him about like the brewers or something so what's this guy's job? Like, does he not He's have these floor, pressures? Floor crew, like he does, like directing. So he doesn't really do shit until the show starts. Oh, okay. When the show starts, he's do shit right. before the show starts. Yeah. Kind of an active role, but not one where he has to plan ahead. No. To do like he's not like a you know we were writing the articles. Yeah. It's all up ahead of time. You got to get that done before. Oh, absolutely. This guy's just like, all right. Well, even if time you're just reading them, you got to read the scripts first. You can't go in there and read cold. You know what I mean? There's yeah, very right. few fucking anchors that could do shit like that and succeed because it's just hard. Only Tom Brokaw. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if you've been doing it for forty fucking years, you probably can. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Just some personal motherfucking space. In all seriousness, go fuck yourself. Jealous lying bitches. That's for you, Astra. That's your yeah. show. We're going to be here every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Central. Make sure you join the conversation at the redeyereport.com or facebook.com slash redeyereport. You can also, never mind, like a share, so fuck us, we're down yeah. for whatever. I'm Mystic. I'm Oracle. This is the Ashtray. And I'm Teddy. And this is the Red Eye Report. Uh-huh.